Wait. If we want to build the future, we're gonna need something. Like a high-speed internet connection that can turn my ideas into reality. Like the skills to become the world's most powerful coder. The resources to make more films with people who look like me. 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 Like the tools to start my sustainable shoe business. Way more space to collaborate. Yeah, that's better. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to open doors for the next generation so they can build a future of unlimited possibilities. Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude Podcast. Hello there, and welcome to the Diversity Dude Podcast. I'm your host, Lambert Fisher, marriage and family therapist, award-winning author, and national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. And for those of you who are interested in even more positive and encouraging tips and strategies beyond what I share in podcasts like this, then feel free to check out my award-winning book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, nationally recognized for the unique way in which it addresses the often difficult topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. Designed for more than just therapists, if you are a helping professional in any way, diversity in clinical practice can help you meet the greatest variety of cultural needs possible for those whom you serve. And it's conveniently available for in paper and audiobook. And whether it be through my one-on-one relationship efforts as a therapist or my informing and empowering efforts as an author speaker, know that my personal mission is to do my part to improve the world one strengthened relationship at a time. So today I want to share with you a few encouraging words about creating safety in the midst of uncertainty. Now, there uh, was recently another of the unfortunately more and more common occurrences of violence in schools. This most recent occurrence involved an altercation between teenagers at a local high school that resulted in one of those teenagers losing their lives. After moments like these, many people feel uh, a variety of things. Feelings get generated, many questions arise. Some of those feelings are of sadness at the loss of life because uh, it was lost before it was able to fully be lived. Others feel anger that someone they loved or cared about was taken away from them. Still others feel fear because school had for so long represented a place of safety where they could focus on learning and the tools they would need to prepare for a bright future rather than worry about whether or not they would live long enough to see that future. And because feelings aren't always simple things, many feel all of these feelings at the same time and even more. So why do I bring this up on a podcast about diversity? Well, it's not to suggest that we should focus our energy and resources on finding some race-based cross-cultural conflict as the one and only cause of this and every other related incident. While the exact details of this incident are still unfolding, that isn't always the lone determining factor in situations like this. However, as I've suggested before on multiple occasions, multicultural awareness and diversity isn't just about race and ethnicity. It's about learning to make the most of similarities and differences between people in a variety of ways. Doing so healthily can enhance and preserve relationships, and difficulty doing so can contribute to unhealthy and potentially destructive relationship interactions. 
As a result, many of the same non-judgmental and shame-free strategies we can use to effectively address the deep, socially impactful cultural issues can also be used to help reduce the likelihood of the next violent event from occurring, one relationship at a time, by helping create more positive interactions that don't need aggression to resolve those difficulties. In addition, acknowledging the discomfort of not knowing when the next incident will occur, we can learn to find and hold on to a much-needed sense of safety in the midst of uncertainty. Here are just a few considerations for how you can do just that. Consideration number one, create a sense uh, of, of safety by surrounding yourself with positive relationships wherever you go. Too often, teens and preteens these days report witnessing more and more fights in, the, in their schools. Although many of these incidences don't make the news because no lives were lost, the underlying experience of unhealthy problem solving in peer relationships is nonetheless an increasingly common experience. It's also worth mentioning that not everyone who witnesses these incidents responds the same. Some run toward the fights, form, forming a crowd of onlookers, or maybe even worse, by verbally instigating the fight to continue or escalate. However, many others choose a different path. For many not only don't want to be in the next fight, they don't want to even come close to it. So they turn the other direction and distance themselves from the negative action. It is great to hear when decisions like this occur amongst friends who can support each other in not only avoiding contributing to the violent scene, but supporting each other in doing so, so that they don't have to sacrifice their peer relationships to make these difficult decisions. Now, this is not the same thing as turning one's back on someone in need, for if there is an opportunity to seek help from authorities to prevent or break up a fight, then doing so can be a great way to support that person in need and maybe even save a life. However, without having to take responsibility for everyone around you, if you can help create a peer environment where you and your peers know that you will receive positive support and encouragement, and maybe even help talk you down from an unhealthy effort to solve a problem or taking the bait of someone else who's inviting you or a friend to unhealthily problem solve an effort, then it is then when you're contributing to one slightly healthier and safer environment for those who you support and yourself. Consideration number two, learn to express healthily your feelings rather than keep them bottled up. One of the things that contributes to incidents of aggression are positive or neutral interactions that slowly or quickly turn bad. Often what contributes to this turn of events is someone feeling misunderstood, misrepresented, or even blatantly disrespected. Sometimes these feelings are expressed healthily and effectively. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're heard respectively and effectively, and sometimes they're not. Then, after one too many unsuccessful attempts to regain a sense of value and respect or to just get out what everyone around them is telling them to keep inside, some people turn to physical violence. And while many ask what the other person did to earn this aggression, it's often more telling to ask what feelings were not successfully heard at best or summarily dismissed or ignored at worst that led someone to feel like, well, if no one's going to listen, then I'll just have to make them listen. Not out of a desire to end a life, but out of a feeling of desperation and longing to be seen, heard, and valued that was just expressed in a significantly unhealthy way. Make every effort to express your feelings, the ones that seem good and the ones that seem bad, and listen in a way that helps those around you feel seen, heard, and valued as well. In doing so, you're helping reduce the likelihood of someone feeling the need to resort to extreme measures to get this feeling. And that leads me to consideration number three. 
actively look for signs of safety in every imperfect situation. In your effort to express yourself healthily, no matter what, feelings need to come out and create positive relationship interactions where you and your peers feel genuinely heard and valued. We must still acknowledge that the future is unknown. No matter how much you try to do to reduce the likelihood of negative experiences, there are no guarantees that another one won't occur. Because of this, it can be difficult to move forward. Fear of the worst possible scenario can glue your feet to the ground and make it difficult to do anything, whether it be focusing on your school or your work tasks, being a good friend or family member, or even just wrestling with your own thoughts and worries alone internally. But all hope isn't lost. For it is in situations like these where we need to acknowledge the unfortunate yet legitimate possibility of an unsafe possible future. And then every minute that this unsafe possible future isn't a reality, choose to look for and focus on all of the reasons to believe that you are and will be safe in the next minute. Look at and embrace the positive and safe friend and family relationships that you have. Appreciate the teachers and authorities and co-workers and managers making intentional efforts to create a safe environment for you and with you. Own the healthy relationship interactions that you chose to cultivate and the ones you wisely chose to avoid. Be grateful that you respectfully declined emotionally heated invitations to the contrary. You may not be able to see everything coming, but you can make the most of what is within your power to control to reduce the likelihood of that worst case scenario of unsafety coming your way. My hope for you is that despite the uncertainty of the future, that you can make intentional efforts to create safe environments for you and those whom you care about to feel as safe as reasonably possible. In doing so, you are not only helping yourself and others today, but you help create a realistic sense of freedom to dream and prepare for a bright and safe future for you and those whom you care about and support, no matter what your similarities or differences may be. And with that, I'll say thanks again for listening to the Diversity Do podcast. If you have any pressing diversity-related questions that you'd like me to address in an upcoming podcast, or if your organization is in need of a shame-free and empowering guest speaker or training on this often sensitive, difficult topic of diversity, then feel free to reach out to me directly at www.lambertsfisher.com. And if you know of anyone else who can benefit from a positive and encouraging perspective on this often difficult topic of diversity, feel free to send them a link to this podcast so they can be encouraged as well, as well as my book, Diversity in Clinical Practice, in paper and audiobook versions for your convenience on Amazon.com. And I look forward to addressing as many topics as possible in future podcasts to help you improve as many relationships as possible at work, at home, and in your community. And as always, remember this, you don't need to know everything about everyone in order to have a positive impact on someone. Thank you all for tuning in and have a great day. Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. To hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Boost your immunity and help protect your community. COVID-19 is still here and it's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help build protection that has decreased since your last shot and provide better protection against newer variants. Boosters are an important part of protecting yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. 
Or a doctor appointment for my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at UHC.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. And understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being.